Welcome to Warrior for Christ. Hey, I'm Mark, a producer of faith-based content and a humble servant for Jesus Christ. I'm going to begin this message with three questions, and here they are. Number one, how could anyone on this planet hold negative feelings toward Jesus Christ? Number two, how could anyone disrespect such a wonderful, caring, and holy Savior? And number three, how could anyone in their right mind hate such a loving Redeemer? I've never understood the societal hatred for our Lord Jesus Christ or mankind's ruthless rejection of Him. It's unbelievably unfounded to hate someone who's only shown us endless love. Think about it. The Son of God came to earth in the flesh, taking the form of a man, and in turn was hated, ridiculed, mocked, and crucified, and still is treated terribly to this day. What is wrong with us humans? How could we do that to a perfect, sinless Messiah? Has mankind's sinful nature hardened their hearts to such a despicable point? Have they just chosen to drown beneath their own transgressions? John 3.19 says, This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Listen, even if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, the message he brought to earth was all about love, turning thy cheek, loving thy neighbor, doing good unto others, turning away from sins, and so forth. He didn't even say that we have to do anything arduous to get into heaven. Simply believe in him and his sacrifice on the cross for our sins. That's it. He did everything and in return, we're asked to do nothing except believe. He bore the weight of our sin through a brutal crucifixion, yet most people still deny his sacrifice to this day. It's unbelievable, really, that we've been given such an easy task to get into heaven Yet the majority still choose to mock him and laugh at his very existence. They even use his name as a curse word. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Here's a somber truth. Non-believers are typically more open and willing to discuss sickos like Ted Bundy, Charles Manson, Adolf Hitler, or Saddam Hussein than to have a conversation about Jesus. Sadly, Jesus Christ is the most controversial and hated name in history. It absolutely breaks my heart that our perfect Messiah gave his very life for that kind of animosity and resentment. There wasn't reception, there was rejection. If only they knew that their sin is what's clouding their judgment and casting that dark shadow over their life. John 15, 25 says, but they have done this to fulfill the word that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. Okay, now I want you to listen closely to this next verse. Turn your volume up and pay attention. Matthew 12, 36 says, But I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. You hear that? That said every empty word spoken. And other verses state that every idle word will be judged. So those who take the Lord's name in vain, those who mock him, and those who spread falsifies about him will have to answer for all of those things one day. But now I want to talk about something more positive. There is an overwhelming amount of evidence of Christ's time on earth, with more archaeological proof being uncovered every day. It's extraordinary to see, but I want to bring our focus on to a different kind of proof. 
In the Old Testament, there are prophecies written about Jesus 700 years before he was even born. They've uncovered scrolls bearing some of those same writings, dated 150 years before Christ. I'm going to read you a passage that was written about Jesus long before his birth, so you can hear this prophecy for yourself. It's a long passage, but 100% worth hearing. Isaiah 52.13-53.12 through 53.12. See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human, and his form marred beyond human likeness. So he will sprinkle many nations, and kings will shut their mouths because of him. For what they were not told they will see, and what they have not heard they will understand. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Again, that was written 700 years before Christ's birth. Let's do a quick recap on what those verses actually said. But first, I'm going to ask you a few important questions. Besides Jesus, who else has made intercession for our iniquities? Who else was given up as an offering for our sins? Who else was willingly pierced for our transgressions? That passage stated all of those things. So look in your history books and tell me who else has died for your salvation. I can tell you right now that Jesus Christ is the only one. He was the sacrificial lamb that laid down his life for you and me. That passage stated how he was pierced for our transgressions, just as Christ's hands and feet were pierced by nails, his side even stabbed with a Roman spear. Yet he didn't open his mouth as his own people led him like a lamb to the slaughter. 
He had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth, yet he was judged, tortured, and condemned. Marred beyond human likeness, Jesus was hung up on a cross between two wicked men and afterward was placed in a rich man's tomb belonging to Joseph of Arimathea. All of these things were prophesied long before they ever took place. With his final breath, Jesus declared, It is finished, meaning our debt is paid and our sins are forgiven if we just believe in him and have total repentance. Those verses stated that after his suffering, he will see the light of life and be satisfied, just as Jesus rose from the dead and back into the light on the third day. Lastly, Jesus never presented himself as a rich or arrogant king with endless wealth and fame, but rather as a humble carpenter, a teacher, and a servant. The King of kings and Lord of lords came to us in the flesh with utter humility, grace, and love, and let the sinful nature of man crucify him. He was the ultimate sacrifice for all of mankind from the very first until the last. He's our Messiah, our Redeemer, our Savior, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, the Holy One, King of Israel, the Son of God, Adonai, Jehovah, Elohim, Yahweh, the Lamb, the Shepherd, our Mediator, King of the Jews, Hashim, the Deliverer, my Refuge, my Fortress, my Shield, my Rock, my Strength, my Hope, and my Song, the Lion of Judah, Lord over all, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, the King. <laughs>